Okay, has anyone heard of the great Keriru count? Have you seen these feathered, big-bellied, sky-diving, glorious fly native neighbours in your backyard? Well, if you have, Tony Stoddard wants to know about it as he is running the great Keriru count and is now on a mission to know more about them. We have Tony in the studio with us right now. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio, Tony. Thanks for having me. Great. Great. So what is this great Kiriru count? <laughs> so it's a nationwide um, citizen science project, really, and it's probably one of the largest ones in New Zealand running at this very point in time. <laughs> wow. So from top to bottom. Correct. Correct. And uh, even on, I think it was on Friday, we had our very first sighting uh, come in from uh, Stewart Island, which was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Actually, so it is top I, to I bottom. saw that. That is very, very exciting. So what is the mission? Why are you wanting to count the kereru? Yeah, so um, basically we just want to know um, whereabouts the, the kereru are thriving, really, and where they're not thriving. Ah, right, That's, yeah. Yeah. So we've got some really key areas uh, around New Zealand. Um, obviously, Wellington is just awesome. I mean, the, the amount of stats that are coming in from Wellington right. are amazing, and that's one of the hot spots. Uh, that's the, exciting. Yeah. I wouldn't have put Welly on the on the map for, you know, the great Kiruru as being a hot spot. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah. We've got so much green space around Wellington, and mm. um, they're just thriving, which is which is really, really good to see. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we were talking about um, Zealandia before as well. We've got Zealandia as well as Otari and the strain of the Tararua coming down does that support the habitat for kiddo? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. The, the, the amazing thing about the bird is they're just adapted to any kind of environment, um, the, the urban oh. environment. But with that, obviously, comes some real negative impacts um, with uh, window strikes and okay. interaction with cars as well. That's a really oh, big no, thing. So, no, that would yeah. be heartbreaking. Yes, it is. Um, we've, we've found uh, two ourselves in the last year, I think, and it's just um, my son and I had to take them out and out the back and, and bury them, mm. and, you know, which and plant a tree. Always plant a tree yes. on top of it. Good, good. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Why are there so many out in Days Bay, and yet not? You know, out, out in Eastbourne way, they they seem to be prolific out there, and yet it feels like not one here in town sometimes. Yeah, I guess that comes down to planting. Um, mm. One of the key things is uh, their food source. Um, they're really amazing because they can they're eating up to seventy different varieties of plants, uh, and that can be native and and non-native. Um, we were just out at uh, Kaitoki, as I was talking about yeah. last weekend, where we saw hundred and seventy kereru, which was just absolutely. <laughs> amazing. You stood there and counted? counted yeah, it took us an hour and a half. <laughs> an hour and a half. It was it was just like Alfred Hitchcock. Um, wow. There was just birds everywhere and they were all flying around us, but they were all eating the willow uh, and oh. they were digging into the, all the new little shoots that are coming out in the willow trees at the moment, um, which is just incredible to see. So yeah. that's one of, a, a fantastic food source for them, but it's not native, so mm. you know, it just shows you they can adapt. And why is there a reason why they have become so adaptable? Um, um, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just think they're just—they're such an amazing bird. They're just—they've been able to thrive um, 
from all different parts of New Zealand from top to bottom um, and, and I guess that's just one of their key things I mean they're, they're such an important bird for, for New yeah. Zealand and why is that Tony for environmental reasons as well as being gorgeous and, and a real hero but yeah. is it, there's an impact on the environment as yeah, well yeah absolutely so if we didn't have the Kadadu, um in, in New Zealand anymore if the, the numbers started to drop right back down um, with yeah <laughs> with, I know that's very bizarre that's, <laughs> and that is not the call of the kereru, I can tell you that. <laughs> so we'd, we'd start to see a decline in, um, in our large forest trees because um, it's mm. the only bird left that we've got that can um, swallow the large berries from like the, the tawa and the meadow and the uh, pureri. Um So without that bird, um, you know, we'd start to see that big decline and not only the birds themselves, but the, the trees, the big forest trees. Well, that was a mighty gulp from the DJ host yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how that ecosystem is so fragile then, it's really, isn't it? such a balancing act yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, even though people see us, you know, the numbers that we've got coming in are just amazing. They're, they're, mm. they're mind-blowing compared to what we've seen in the past. Right. Uh, but again, this is, like I said, this is the largest um, citizen science project that's been run uh, for the Kedadu Count uh, since it started three years ago. So it's just, um, I can give you some stats if yeah, you want to Yeah, come on, give, some. A, give us some numbers, actually. That would so, be really interesting. Yeah, so uh, before I came out today, um, I did a check on the, on the map itself, um, and we've got 4,600 reports that have come in so far across New Zealand. 4,600 yeah, reports. amazing. Um, and on Friday, Friday night, um, wow. I counted the data that had come in from, from all those counts. Um, at that stage was only 2,200 reports that had come in, and they had counted a total of 5,000 keradu over that time. Wow. But yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. So, have we been through a decline as well as an incline, or what is the pattern that's happening here? Yeah, well, I guess the the data that we're um, having to collect is. Um on this scale, we're going to have to kind of carry this on for quite a few more years before right. we start to see a pattern emerge. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, because the data that we've had previously uh, has been quite low, um, and the, the amount of reports that have come in have been quite low. So, uh, I think within the next, um, you know, three to five years, we're going to start to see a pattern emerge, and right. um, and hopefully by that time. Because we're cre- creating awareness yeah. um, through the, these projects, people will start to be more aware of the bird and plant trees in their gardens and get people, you know, get them to come in, and um, and also trapping as well uh, with pest control. Right, right. So, so the a threat would be the possum mm, as yeah. to everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't yep. you think? Why is there not? Okay. Well, actually, before we go into because we want to talk about this amazing tag, but just a couple of questions there. The possum is such a threat. Um, why is there not a business that is based on creating a market around possum fur, possum everything? I mean, there's, there are hum, there are pockets of it, but nothing decent. No, nothing decent at all. I, I remember back, um, I, th- I think it was back in the 80s, um, a few of my friends, their, their parents, they were into trapping. They'd go out trapping right. every weekend yep. and, um, and and they'd be selling the furs. Right. I just don't think the market's there anymore for, the, for that. I, I did see something on the news last week. There was somebody in Queen Street that opened up a shop. Right, that's uh, very, selling, very selling brave. Possum, yeah. Yeah, but I just packets. don't get it. That's such a logical... 
you know, yeah, system to, to kind yep. of put in place. Yeah. And funnily enough, now I'm getting excited too, I'm just <laughs> reading a book by Jean Watson, who was Barry Crump's wife or partner for a while and she now lives in Berenpoor but they used to do that as their weekend thing like they'd go trapping was you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) crazy life yeah Yeah. it's definitely a family thing Um, Mm. our our whole family does it we've got a seven-year-old son and he he goes out trapping with us so um, but unfortunately we're not trapping possums we're trapping all the stoats and the rats right Kandala Parks. Right, okay. Nice spot to live. Mm. And so you get a few kiddoo your your way as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. So. He's got a big smile on his face, <laughs> ladies and yep. gentlemen. Yeah. So just if people do want to start planting, because we spoke before about the tui and how, um, you know, I had the experience with the flax 12 years ago and we, we did a lot of planting of natives and now I went from can we see a tui to, oh my gosh, you guys have to be quiet, they're just outrageous. Um, with kiriru, what can we plant to see to see more kiriru in our garden? So, because um, they're, they're such a, a varied eater, um, you can basically plant any within seventy natives um, that they eat. It's amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. But the ones we so they're not fussy. Then, no, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, on our website, we've actually got a list uh, for the Wellington region. Um, and uh, one of the main ones I think is, uh, and the plants that we've been giving away is the uh, is the corfi, right, um, right, because uh, beautiful it's, flowering uh, away at oh, the moment. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but not only does it uh, feed the tuis, it does feed the kereru as well because they they munch on the leaves um, over the winter months, mm. and then when the flowers come out, it's it's all hands on deck because they'll fight to get the eat the flowers and the tui will try and chase them away to, before they eat all the flowers so they can get the pollen out of them so yeah wow and is it true that they get drunk my mum was telling me they actually get drunk and silly and they just absolutely they do yeah they do they they love um <laughs> Uh, I've had a few emails through in the last few weeks of uh, people that have had plum trees and the kereru have just completely gorged themselves on plums and then fallen <laughs> out of the trees. <laughs> and this woman was going, oh, you know, what do I do? What do I do? I'm, I'm really afraid they're going to hurt themselves. It's like, well, first of all, you want to make sure you get the plums before the kereru do because they'll eat them all. Yes. <laughs> and um, second of all, it doesn't really matter because it's like a treat food for them. Right. I mean, it's, it's such a, it is such a treat food and they, and they really love it. So... If you've got a plum tree around, um, hopefully you'll get some kereru eating them. Great. It's a bit like us on a Saturday night, Pretty much, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got lovely children waving away there. Um, Tony, what keeps you so passionate about this project? Uh, I, I just love the birds. Um, I took on this project uh, probably about, I think it was about five weeks ago, six weeks ago, I, ca- I came on board. And I mean, I've learnt so much right, in, yeah. in that time. It's just been amazing. Um, and they are just such majestic birds. Yeah, um, I've taken probably about four to five thousand photos of all these You're birds. You're the amazing photographer. I couldn't get a photo of Tony, ladies and gentlemen, but he gave me yeah forty thousand photos yeah. of Kitadu. It's, it's, um, it becomes a bit of an addiction, actually, to I be bet. honest. Well, you're um, not a bad photographer. There are some yeah, amazing thanks. shots. Yeah, there. It's, well, yeah, I've got such an awesome subject, and, yeah. and they, they really do let themselves kind of. You can get really close to them. My son's uh, been able to um, actually, they do a, a kind of a, a pigeon cooing sound. It's really deep and quite low, and he can do it. And they'll <laughs> they'll actually allow him to get really, really close to them within a meter of of the, if they're sitting on a tree. So it's amazing, amazing wow. to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. 
Um, now, just who is actually, obviously, you're here, you've got your lovely WWF t-shirt yes, on. T-shirt. Why has it been so important for, so who, who are partners in this initiative? Yeah, so um, WWF and Wellington City Council are actually the key partners for this. Mm. Um, and it is, really is an amazing partnership mm. because... With the um, information that we find out about the editor around Wellington, um, Wellington City Council can then go, well, OK, we know that there's some spots where Kedadu aren't thriving as much, so they can look at planting more trees in those locations and trying to get that kind of halo effect. You know, I mean, we've got Zealandia and yes. we've got Otari, but it's all little bits in between that we kind of, they need to take care of. So when we find out that there's kind of birds, bird numbers are low there, yeah. we need to find out why. And it's, I mean, it's not only planting, it's also because we're in an urban environment, we've got all the pests and uh, volunteer groups are just amazing throughout Wellington. I mean, they're just there's so many volunteer groups and without them we wouldn't have the pest control that we have um, no no and actually it's quite interesting that talking about volunteers again you know we were just talking about trade aid but I'm I'm aware that in Wellington there are so many groups that are just really sleeves up and doing great things it's absolutely incredible yeah um, how many volunteers I mean Wellington wouldn't be the same without the volunteer groups that we've got here yeah yeah um tell me how can people Help? How can what can they do to help you in the great Kiriru <laughs> count? Right. So, um, really, what we want you to do is to jump on board to the um, kirirucount.org.nz site, and on there you'll find a map that you can, um, and and also an app. You can actually get an app for your phone and download the app, and then whenever you're out and about. Um, I don't suggest using the app while you're driving, but if you're walking around, um, you can. Uh, if you ever see a, a kedu flying around, or you see it sitting on the lampposts or on the wires, most of the ones you see around the urban environments are hanging on the um, on the overhead wires, uh, and we just need you to to plot those those kedu and and make them count really.